my job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. Evening. Good day. Hello. Hi. Salutations. Sure. <laughs> I ran out of what to say. Look, I found something to play with. Stop finding things to play with. What is it? <laughs> it's from my house. It's an Allen Ranch thing. It's got all the different key Allen Ranch keys. That's like a Freddy Krueger Allen Wrench. It's holder. awesome. So it holds it all in one. It was in my pocket. <laughs> nice. That's nifty. I like it. You're weird. <laughs> You're just not figuring this out? It's appropriate. True. Uh, how was your week? It was interesting, but good. Good. Interesting, but good is good. Yeah. You had some guests. So it was fun. My parents yeah. and my grandma were at mm. my house for a little over a week, about a week and a half, I think it was. So. Yeah. I got to meet them. That was yeah. fun. I got to see where Taryn's mannerisms come from i want to know which mannerisms you're talking about all sorts of them just looking at you and your mom talking to each other it's like looking at a mirror (laughs) (laughs) and you got your dad's attitude that's great (laughs) (laughs) i love it it was it was fun it was a lot of fun they're good people yeah it was it was good and we got to help them set up a well we're trying to help them set up a website, so that's fun. Website and email and business cards and all, all the fun of stuff. stuff. So Heather's actually helping me with the technical computer part of that. Yeah, because you can see by our website how well that is. It's still better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. You don't have a website. No, it's still in the well, process. Technically, our page. website is partly your website. I can give you the stuff. You can make changes. Nah, I'll just let you know. <laughs> All right, fine. You know, you know what? After Thursday, we'll talk about it because Thursday's finals, and then I'm taking the next semester off. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. I kind of have to take next semester off. Yeah, you're not going to have much time to do anything. My luck, I'd have a major test due on the same day the baby pops out. It's <laughs> like, right. why'd you assist? I feel I like they labor. could excuse you for that. I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. But I don't really want to have to struggle or worry about finals with a newborn. That's true. I wouldn't want to. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have to do any of that. So I'm taking a semester off school because of the baby. It's okay. But then the next semester you can get right back into it, maybe. That's the plan. All right. We'll see. Hopefully it goes according to plan. Yeah. Otherwise the the long road will get longer. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. You got time. You're young and spry. I think she just called me a plant. (laughs) No. Spry. You're young. Okay. <laughs> okay. We'll go with it. Tyler got a new car. It's, it's really a, nice. It's awesome. I'm jealous. It's a Ford Flex. And I love it. But I'm a little salty that I still don't have a new car. That's okay. You get the next two. I should. You should. It won't, it's not going to happen, no. but it should. No, it definitely should. But it's, it's a nice car. It's I'm really 
I like driving it, even though I'm not going to be able to drive it much. I might drive it one of these days. Just He's not going to realize I'm going to come over and, while he's <laughs> sleeping and take the key and just go for a drive. Just go. No, that's, that's all you need. <laughs> I'll find it. No, but yeah, it's really nice. So I'm, I'm excited for that. That was really my whole week. I've been working outside, getting my house, trying to look better. Your yard's looking great. I'm actually trying this year for once, so I got to get mulch. Mulch is going to be this weekend. And nice. then maybe do stuff in the backyard. We got a playset. Oh, yeah. For my son. Yeah. My mom bought it, and my son is loving it. So cute. It's great because we can go outside and I can work on homework, and next thing I know, he wants to go to bed. I'm like, yes. Wear that kid out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's what your kids are for. (laughs) That's true. And I love having a play set, but really the only time the kids go outside to play on our play set anymore is... when my kid comes over? Yeah, when other kids come over. If it's just them, they don't go out there and play on it. That's fine, I guess. I've sat on your playset. I have too. When you were gone on vacation. Oh, you sat on the yeah. playset? Well, I, I had my son with me, but yeah, oh. we were both swimming. I just thought you put him to bed and decided, I'm going to go play on the playset. <laughs> <laughs> the thought has crossed my mind, but I haven't done it yet. <laughs> oh, I want to see that. You're going to wake up one of these days and you're looking in your backyard. I'm just going to be sitting there. <laughs> That would be creepy. I don't know if I'd like that. Oh my god, there's someone on the playset. <laughs> oh no. Oh my. Do you want to hear a weird fact? Well, you giggled when you were looking it up, so yes, I want to hear your weird fact. It's a good one. It's kind of funny. Melting glaciers and icebergs make a distinctive fizzing noise known as Bergy Seltzer. <laughs> Nice. That's the term. Bergie seltzer. I'll do new things every day. <laughs> With our podcast, you learn at least one thing a week. I would hope so. Well, no. More like two things a week. Because you're learning about the weird fact. And you get a whole story, too. Yeah, but I'm just the comical relief. Sure. <laughs> yes. You're so funny. I can be. This week's episode, guys, if you've gotten this far, I am going to have to put a little warning out to you. This one can be a little graphic. If you don't like hearing graphic things, I'd stop playing and go listen to one of our other episodes. So you're saying this one is not PG. It is is not PG. It is like a gory horror movie. So still no cussing, but definitely gruesome details. Gruesome details, yes. No cussing, but gruesome details. Okay? Just wanted to put the warning out there. I don't want you guys to be super grossed out and throw up in your car or something while you're listening to this. No one wants that. Please don't throw up in your car. Or in the middle of work or, you know, while you're out on a run or something. I don't know. Wherever you listen to your podcast and you just feel like throwing up, I wouldn't. Or at least go find a spot that's discreet <laughs> to listen to this podcast. If you go to throw up in a bush, make sure you check for dead bodies before you throw up. Because <laughs> you'd hate to throw up and then find the dead body and now your DNA is all over oh, the dead body. Oh, no. That would, just, that would suck. I mean, come on. You just contaminated the, the crime scene. You did. But and all you were doing was going for a run or a walk and you were listening to something and then it all came out. Yeah. And So always check before you toss. 
I think I even if I did check, I'd toss anyways because it's a dead body. Probably, but still, at least you're like, oh, there's it. I'm gonna go right here instead. Like I'm gonna go next to it versus on it. <laughs> I don't think I'd have that frame of mind. Oh god, dead body. I, I would hope that I would at least, you know, aim my projectiles in a different direction. You would hope. All right, I got to turn on my notes. This week, my notes are brought to you by my tablet, since they're on something different every week. See, so far we've had a tablet, a cell phone, a laptop, and printed papers. Or and a book. Or, or papers with handwritten notes on them. Yes. Well, I don't see that part. I just see you flipping through papers. Oh, yeah. Those are handwritten, and then I have papers that sometimes I'll print off at work. I'm all over the place, guys. She's a messy organized. <laughs> I am. And I've always been that way. My mom would always come into my room and go, Heather, you need to clean your room. It's like, why? I know where everything is. <laughs> just, you clean it, and then you spend 20 minutes trying to find it, and it looks back like it was five minutes before you start cleaning. Yeah. It's an organized mess. Let me live in my mess. Oh, yeah. I cut your hair. <laughs> wow. Kind of random there, Heather. Yeah. Sorry. I cut Taryn's hair. It looks really nice. It's short. She's my hairstylist. I do that. So not only do I work on machines and do a podcast, I'm also a hairstylist. I'm an all-around woman. That you are. (laughs) Whatever you want, I can do it. Maybe. Mostly. Mostly. I guess it depends. I won't do plumbing work. (laughs) See, my mind was going somewhere completely different, but okay. I won't do that kind of plumbing work either. I would hope not. (laughs) Today, we're going to talk about the La Fleurie Mansion. You talked to me about this. I I remember because you actually told me about this this time. I did. But guess what I did not do? You did not look it up. I did not. Because when I left your house, I went to bed. Because I was tired. That's okay. I was tired too. So, thank you for telling me about it, but I totally forgot to look it up, so I still have no clue what we're talking about. (laughs) That's okay. We're going to start off and talking about our main character. Her name, when she was born, was Marie Delphine McCarthy, and she was born March 19th of 1787. So, she was born in New Orleans. She was married three different times. Well, let's go through some of her husbands. Her first husband... She married on June 11th of 1800. His name is a doozy. It's really long. Hang in there with me. His name is Don Ramon de Lopez y Angelo a Caballero de la Royal de Carlos. I would hate to be the mom trying to yell that <laughs> when you're in trouble. <laughs> I know. It's so long. Why would you do that to the know. poor child? My son has three syllables for his name. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really quick to roll it off like you're in trouble and he knows it. It comes off very quickly. <laughs> I don't know how you would yell all that for like the full name, like access of yelling at your child. I would go with just Don Ramon. Probably. But and that's it. De Lopez y Angelo Cabero de la Royal de Carlos. You know what that reminds me of? What? Have you seen the movie Spy Kids? Yes. Oh, the father where he just yes. goes on and all the That's it. Yeah. This is it. 100%. Just go on and on and on and on. Huh. You take a breath in between saying your whole name. <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, Cab- um, Caballero tripped me up. That double L, man. Gets ya. It took five years of Spanish, can you tell? Well, Don Ramon 
was a high-ranking Spanish royal officer at St. Louis Cathedral in New Orleans. Because for a very short amount of time, New Orleans was a Spanish colony. And then things happened and France took it over again. I actually knew that. Oh, look at you. I know, right? No one stuff. It happens. It's awesome. Delphine's second marriage was in June of 1808. Hold on. What happened to the first one? I don't know. Why the end? I have no idea. Did he die? Maybe. Well, probably. I have no idea. I know he died, but I don't know when or how. Definitely somewhere between 1800 and 1808. He died. I'd probably say somewhere around 1807. You gotta at least wait a year before you get married again, I think. Technically, the, your mourning period is a year. Okay. And then you're supposed to meet someone and date, and then, yeah, go through the whole process. Well, this is the 1800s. How long did you have to date in the 1800s before you got married? I can Google it. I don't know. That's nah, all right. We don't worry about it. But he died. Then she got married again in 1808 to a guy named Jean Blanc. I don't know French, so I don't know. Jean Blanc. He was a banker, merchant, lawyer, and legislator. So he was also pretty prominent. Big guy. At the time of this marriage, her husband purchased a house at 409 Royal Street in New Orleans. That will be important later. Do I need to write that down? No. Just Royal Street. I remember Royal Street. Royal Street. 409 Royal Street. Hey, here's a pen. (laughs) You don't need to write it down. It's okay. You're writing it down. I am. (laughs) She had four children with her second husband. Oh, man. And I don't know why they were allowed to name children. Did they do the long, long, ongoing name? No. No. They they were all standard, mostly standard, first, middle, last name. Kind of. Maybe two middle names. I'm not sure how this works. First one was named Marie-Louise Pauline. The second one was ma- was named Louise Marie Lauer. Then the third one is Marie Louise Jean Jean. So they're just changing the last name. And Jean Pierre Pauline. They used the same names over and over. That's weird. They used Marie Louise Pauline Marie. Did I don't know what I said, but they just used the same names over and over again. That way, when you just yell for one kid, they all come running because they're not sure which one you're yelling. I mean, maybe. I just feel like that would get really confusing. Why would you do that? I don't know. Her husband died in 1816. Of what? Like, why? Why did he die? I don't know. He died. People died of all sorts of things in the 1800s. Who knows? Maybe he got run over by a horse. Was he murdered? Maybe he got TB. Maybe he had a brain hemorrhage. Who knows? He's a banker. He's got, he died of boredom. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Um, Okay. We'll go with that. I don't know. Death by boredom. This happened. Sure. (laughs) Well, on June 25th of 1825, she married her third husband, whom was a doctor named Leonard Louis Nicolas Lallery. I feel like with the whole Louise, she already, like, had a thing for him because she knew her kids, Louise. Right? Yeah. Louise. Louise. Yeah. Maybe. She already had a thing for him. Like, ha, when this one dies, it'll be soon. I'm going after this one. Well, he was a much younger man than she was. Mm. So I feel like she she did the whole, 
what was it? The first time you married for love, the second time you married for money, and the third time you married for looks. Okay. This uh, is what I feel like she did. Possibly. She probably loved her first husband. Second husband was a banker. He was rich. And the third husband was young and hot. I mean, <laughs> why not, I guess? I don't know. I feel like that's what she did. It sounds like it. Why not? In 1831, she bought a property at 1140 Royal Street. What was the address? Like 9-something Royal Street? 409 Royal Street. So on the same block, she bought another house. It wasn't a house. It was a house that was a lot. Hmm. She bought a lot on Royal Street. And she did this in her own name. She didn't need her husband's help, help at all because she had all her second husband's money. So she got to buy the house herself. One year later, she had a two-story mansion built on that lot. She lived there with her husband and all of her many children. And she was just living her life. Did she have more than the four? She may have had more than four. Oh, wait, no. She lived there with her husband and two of her daughters. I'm assuming the other ones were probably grown. They had several slaves in the slave quarters. You know, South, 1800s, there were slaves. And they had their own slave quarters, which were attached to the mansion. Now, there are different accounts of her treatment of her slaves. There were several rumors and several people would see some of her slaves and go, well, they look really, like, haggard. They don't look well kept. Now, there was a law back then where it was legal to have slaves, but you still had to treat them properly. Kind of, I guess, how animal cruelty is. So you gotta feed them, you gotta water them, you gotta give them a place to sleep. Yes. Yes, exactly. They still, they had to be taken care yeah, of. Yeah, the three basic things of life. Food, water, and shelter. Yes. And I'm assuming they also had to be bathed and stuff like that. Well, I would hope so, but I mean, technically, you can live without bathing. It's gross, but you mm-hmm. don't technically need to bathe to live. You do need food, you do need water, and you need a place to put your head. Yes. Wow. So they had a law. So I guess a lot of people had witnessed some of her slaves not looking so great, which got her a lawyer knocking on her door to go, hey, you know, there's a law that says you have to take care of your slaves. You might want to do that. But then on the other hand, there are a lot of people who saw her being polite to her slaves or other people's slaves. So, it could be like that lady who, and when I say that lady, I just like mean any person in general, Mm -hmm. that at home, to herd animal, like, and I'm not saying that slaves are animals. No, but. I'm just saying nowadays people have animals, back then they had had slaves, but like, at home they kick their dog, they take their frustration out on their dog, they punch their dog, they don't take care of their dog, but then they'll go to a park with their kids and see someone else's dog, like, oh, what a sweet dog, and love it, and kiss it, and pet on it. Oh, yeah. And go back home and, you know, kick their dog for whatever reason, because they're frustrated, and it's something they can kick at. Oh, yeah. And I'm not saying that's right, and in fact, if someone ever did that to my dog, you'd have a very bad day. Yeah. But I've seen it happen. So I can see both ends of well, she was really sweet to my slave, but her slaves look funny. Yeah. Yeah. That make a good point. That makes sense. Well, there were some people who saw an incident over at the Lahari house 
what they witnessed was a Delphine running around with a whip chasing after a girl, a young girl, a young slave. What had happened was this 12-year-old slave named Leah, one of her jobs was to brush out Madame Delphine's hair. Well, while brushing her hair, she hit a, a snag, a tangle, and pulled her hair, which pissed off Delphine and brought out a whip. And instead of waiting to get whipped, this little girl started running. Ended up getting to the top of the house, and she jumped off. Oh, damn. And she died. That tells you, it's like, okay, we already know that it's bad enough to get whipped. Like, nobody wants to get whipped. No. But is death really better than being whipped? Well. So what, that makes me think, like, what actually happened prior to this incident that make that child so afraid of the whipping that she'd rather kill herself? Yes. Yes, it does. I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to get to it pretty soon. This incident with the girl jumping off the house, they ended up, no one saw what actually happened to the dead girl, but people assumed she was buried somewhere on the property. But this caused a legal action to take place and all of her slaves were taken away from her and put up for auction. But Delphine found a way around that. She found a family member who was willing to buy all of her slaves and then he gave them right back to her. So it it solved nothing. So she got all of her slaves back, unfortunately. On April 10th of 1834, a fire broke out in the mansion and it started in the kitchen. Police and fire marshals got there. They found... Uh, a slave, a cook, she was a 70-year-old woman who was chained to the stove by her ankle. She said that she set the fire on purpose to commit suicide. Now, why might you want to commit suicide? She said that slaves that were punished and taken to the attic never came back. So this woman was scared a lot. Well, the fire marshals were attempting to enter, you know. Intervene. Yeah, enter the house, basically. The house was uh, was locked, like like that. the door to the attic was locked. And they were trying to make sure everyone got out safely, even the slaves. Like, because they're still. They're people. Yeah, they're people. People don't take care of them. Make sure they get out. Mr. Lahari was very adamant about not giving them the key and told them to basically mind their own business. Like, don't stick your nose in other people's business. It's like, are you kidding me? So they broke in. I would. What they found was the most horrible thing you could possibly see. This is where it gets gross, guys. Here's your warning. Turn back now. Here's your warning. All right. So... What they found when they entered the attic was clearly that the slaves have been tortured. Clearly. There were at least seven slaves beaten, bruised, within an inch of their lives. Eyes were gouged out. Skin was flayed, which means the skin was just 
cut off. Cut off the body, yeah. Mouths were filled with excrement and then shown shown shut. There was one report that a woman, there was a woman whose bones were broken and then reset so that she resembled a crab. Oh. There was another woman who was wrapped in human intestines. Like her human intestines or someone else's human intestines? I mean, either way, it's bad. Yeah. But it's like, okay, were you, was she still alive and they'd cut out someone else's intestines and wrapped it around her? I mean, I think technically, even if it was her intestines, she could still be alive. For a short period of time until infection set in. Yeah. And blood loss. Not sure. Not sure which was which. Either way, it's bad. There were people with holes in their skulls. And wooden spoons near them that would be used to stir their brains. Who? And there were rumors. This is all mostly conjecture. What basically what was said was that they were beaten, but no one actually said what was happened. They, these are more of a a friend of a friend. But mm-hmm. regardless, it could still have been this bad. But it is rumored that there were dead bodies in the attic, corpses mutilated, and their organs not all intact or even inside their bodies. There's dead people all over the place. Here's the thing. I don't know why you do that in your attic. Mm -hmm. Because then the liquids would seep down into your house. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, like, you should torture somebody. But most people do it in their basement for a reason. Yeah. I don't know why they would do it up there. I don't know. know Most of the time it's done in the basement because you can seal it off. Mm -hmm. It's easy to cover up. Yeah. If you don't know there's a basement, it's easy to hide. Yeah. Most of the time basements are underground, so they're more soundproof. That is, yeah. No, I agree. Your attic is up in the air. There's probably some kind of window. More people will be able to see it. And the stench goes up and down. Yeah. I just, I just feel like your attic is a bad place. Like, not saying to do it anywhere, but I feel like the attic would be a bad place to do it. No, I agree. I don't know why it would be up there. Maybe she just didn't care. Well, this is another thing. A lot of people put this on her. Like, it was Delphine Lalaurie. She was the one who did it. But why didn't she do it with her first two husbands? But my whole wondering is, yeah, she, she may not have been caught with her first two husbands, If she's the one who did it. But her third husband was a doctor. Yeah. He probably went along with it. Yeah. Wouldn't he be doing these experiments and opening up, you know, stirring their brains to see what happens? Unless she started it and he's like, oh, that's a weird reaction. Do that again. Like he wasn't in on it. And then all of a sudden, like he got something out of it because he was starting to learn something or he saw something that was interesting Mm -hmm. to him. So he decided to go in with it. See, I was thinking the opposite. Maybe he was the sadistic one, and she was like, oh, okay, this is kind of fun. Or, here's another thing. Um, I forget which serial killer it was from the show that you and I were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. But there's this one incident, and I, I forget who it was, but he would rape and kill women. Mm -hmm. And the only reason his wife let him do it is so that he wouldn't do it to her. That's terrible. 
Yeah, like, she was still in an abusive relationship. Yeah. But it was less of an abusive relationship because, you know, she let him get his anger out on women that looked kind of like her. Oh. You know, he, he had the type of, you know, the female, white, blonde hair. Yeah. And so that's what he would, he would, they would catch them. And then they'd keep them in their dungeon or their basement or whatever, and he would rape them and kill them and do whatever else they wanted to them. And that way there was less physical damage on her. And that's why she let him do it. So maybe that was the thing, is maybe he wanted to do that type of stuff to her and to her family. But instead of letting her do it, it's like, well, here, just do it to the slaves instead. Mm, Maybe. I have no idea why in the world they put it all on her. Because no one ever says anything about him. It's all her. She's the one who did it. She's the famous one. I don't Maybe know the why. slaves were all afraid of her and not of him. I don't know. Maybe, because, you know, once they go up, they don't come back down. Mm-hmm. Maybe she would be the one setting them up, oh. and then he would do the stuff. Okay. Right? Yeah. But all they saw was her taking them up. Oh. Therefore, she's must the one be who her. did it. That makes sense. All right. All right. We're getting to the bottom of this. One little bit at a time. Well, when the discovery of all the abused slaves became widely known in public, a mob of locals, like 4,000 people, attacked the mansion. Like, they came, pitchforks, torches, old school mob. Mm -hmm. They demolished everything they could get their hands on of that whole house. So sheriff were called to disperse the crowd, but by the time the mob left, the property had so much damage that, I mean, there was nothing you could do with the house. It was in ruins. So the slaves were taken to jail where they were available for public viewing. The dead bodies? The mutilated and tortured live ones. Why don't you, like, I don't know, unsew their mouths, get the shit out of their face, the poop out of their mouths. And then, you know, I don't know, give them some kind of... I mean, they might, they may have done some kind of actual physician work on them. I don't know. It didn't say that they did. But the reason they, they were available for public viewing was so people could convince themselves of their suffering. So, like, people didn't believe that this actually happens. Gotcha. So they would go and, like, oh, crap, it did. Like, this is terrible. Okay. You know, it's like those those videos. The video, have you ever seen videos? It was like, there's like sappy music in the background and they're showing all of these pictures of horribly treated animals. And then, no, you never seen those? I've seen them. I always turn them off. It's like, okay. I do too. But this is what I'm thinking of. What, yeah. Like, this would be like the video of, oh, look how bad these slaves are treated. Let's take them in and yeah. give them a better life. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. That, yeah. Like, if this was a video, that's what it would be. (laughs) Terrible. Now, uh, about, I think it said two of the slaves that were taken ended up dying. Probably the one that has the intestines wrapped around them. Probably. Or the poop in the mouth. Mm, Yeah, that probably wasn't good. Probably go septic. Pretty gross. Glad we ate before this episode. Yeah, right? At least you got something in your stomach to throw up. <laughs> the police also did some more work around the house and they did find bodies that were buried on the grounds and one of a child which must have been the girl that killed herself yes probably the 12 year old girl 
And then another one. So there was really only two bodies buried on the property. That they found. That they found, yes. Who knows if there were more, but that's what they found. Well, that would explain why the little girl rather jump off the the roof. Yes. Than go up to the attic. Yes, that explains it. I think in this case, I would probably rather jump off a roof as well. Well, during the mob violence, it is said that Delphine and her family did escape. They took a coach to the waterfront, waterfront, traveled to Mobile, Alabama, and then onward to Paris, France. No one really knows what happened to her. There was um, someone who worked in a cemetery down there, in the St. Louis Cemetery. It's this really famous cemetery in New Orleans. And they found a headstone. It's written in French, but I'm going to translate. Well, I'm not going to translate. Someone already translated. I'm going to read you the translation. It reads, Madame, Madame Lalaurie, born Marie Delphine McCarthy, died in Paris December 7th, 1840-something at the age of 60-something. They couldn't read it. According to the French in Paris... Marie Delphine McCarthy died on December 7th of 1849 at the age of 62. So she died in Paris, but probably was shipped back to the St. Louis Cemetery to be buried in New Orleans. Yeah, from her hometown. Yeah. So she got away with it. She lived out the rest of her life in Paris. It makes you think of how many other people Mm -hmm. her and her husband did that to. No talent. If they got away with it once, there's a good chance they're probably going to try it again. They're just going to do it differently. Yeah. I'm wondering what kind of stuff happened in Paris. (coughs) Probably in the basement this time. Probably not. Yeah. Sometimes if you're sick in the mind, unless you get the proper help, you're going to be still sick in the mind. And that's definitely sick. Yeah. 100%. So that's, um, that's the big story. But there's more. There's always more. There's more. And it has to do with the mansion itself. Okay. Now, there are stories of ghosts and hauntings there at 1140 Royal Street. Now, did they rebuild it after it was destroyed by the... It did eventually get rebuilt, yes. The house was placed on the market in 1837 and was purchased by a man who kept it for... Three months. He heard strange noises, cries, and groans in the night and hecked out of there. Nope, I'm out after three months. He tried leasing the rooms for a very short amount of time, but tenants only stayed a few days at the most. And he finally gave up and the house was abandoned again. Well, someone bought the the house and in 1874, so that's from 1837, now we're at 1874. It's been abandoned for that long. It was turned into a high school for girls. The White League, it's like a KKK thing down there, forced the black children to leave the school. A very short time later, though, the school board decided to change things 180 and made it a school for black girls only. Why? I don't know. Maybe all the white girls were getting picked on by the ghosts. 
Mm, yeah, maybe. And they were like, eh, well, let's give it to the black people. Okay, think about it. All the all the people that were tortured, I'm assuming were slaves. Yes. Which I'm assuming are black. Yes. Okay. So if you're a tortured soul and you're stuck in this area and all of a sudden you're seeing all these privileged white girls walk around. <laughs> I'm being pissed. I would pick on them. More. I would, too. Especially and then if, if I, I saw, know you can't do anything about it. And then if I saw someone that looked kind of like me, but they weren't, you know, in tortured or being picked on, then, like, I wouldn't pick on them as much. Because, like, mm-hmm. girl, I get it. I know what you've been through. Yeah. Type of a sense. That makes sense. So maybe the slaves that were tortured and died there and their souls were stuck there because they had that traumatic death mm-hmm. were picking on people that resembled the people that did this to them. Maybe. I like it. I like the theory. That's all I have is theories. I like it. Well, this school only lasted for one year. In 1882, the mansion became a center for New Orleans society. There was an English teacher who turned it into a conservatory of music and a fashionable dancing school. I had to say it like that. (laughs) I'm sure that didn't last long. (laughs) Well, it went on for some time. The teacher was very well known. It attracted a lot of students from very fine and socialite families. But then things went south. And not because of ghosts. Why? Uh, The local newspaper printed an accusation against the teacher, saying he... Did inappropriate things with the students. Oh. Yeah. After that article, everyone was, like, aghast. And we're like, we can't be associating with this place. And everyone stopped going, and the place shut down the next day. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, that's what you newspaper people do. Make things shut down. It could have been true, but no one really knows. It was just an accusation. It probably was true. (laughs) Who knows? The of little faith. I know. (laughs) A few years later, more things happened. There was a very eccentric, wealthy guy named Jules Vigny back in 18... Back in the 1880s. He was weird. And he decided he was just going to live in the house. He didn't buy it. He just... Went in there and, and lived lived there until 1892, when he was found dead in a tattered cot. He was living in filth while hidden away in the uh, rooms of antiques and treasures because he just didn't want to be with the rest of the world. That was just weird. Apparently, I, mean, I could see that. So, if you have a homeless person or someone who doesn't want to pay for anything, mm-hmm. right, and they see this mansion that's abandoned. He was rich. So? (laughs) Some people don't like spending money. Oh, gosh. All right. Okay. All right. Cheapskates. (laughs) Maybe he had a mental disorder and he just didn't want to deal with people and was done with it. And so it's like, oh, here's an abandoned place. Oh, this is a nice abandoned place. I think I'll live here. I can believe that more. He's just extremely introverted. I get it. Apparently there were... There was a bag containing several hundreds of dollars that were found near his body. And because of that, rumors started spreading that 
there was hidden treasure in the mansion. Oh, God. But no one wanted to go in and look for it. Blame them? Because this place is creepy. So the house was abandoned, still, until the late 1890s. Now, in the 1890s, there was a big immigration of Italians coming to New Orleans. So landlords were buying up old abandoned buildings and converting them to apartments just for all these Italians coming to New Orleans. This is what happened to the Lowry Mansion. Got bought up and turned into apartments. There were some crazy stories that these tenants were telling. Like what? Uh, There was an encounter between one tenant and a naked black man in chains who attacked him. But the man in chains vanished all of a sudden. Others claimed to have animals killed in their homes. Obviously, they didn't do it. Yeah. Children were attacked by ghosts. With a ghost with a whip. Sorry. That's it. Children were attacked by a ghost with a whip. Maybe, uh, how do you say her name? Delphine Lallery. Maybe she came back, right? And she yeah. was now whipping her ghost slaves. Yeah. And saw a little kid. You hurt my head. You combed it I'm wrong. Whip and she started chasing it with a whip. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> there were strange figures wrapped in shrouds, kind of walking around the whole building. A young mother was very scared to find a woman in very elegant evening clothes bending over her sleeping infant. And, of course, screams, groans, cries all through the night. So that apartment building didn't keep tenants for long. Yeah, I wouldn't stay there. No. No. I feel like that place would get like a no-star rating. Nowadays. I would think so. Online. Definitely. Yeah. I'll I'll tell you what happened to the house. Later, the house became a bar, and the bar took great advantage of the ghost thing. It was called the Haunted Saloon. Nice. (laughs) The owner knew of the ghost stories and kept record of all the strange things that were experienced by his patrons. So, you know, just different fun things. Well, that didn't last for too long, and it became a furniture store. And he was uh, he was getting pretty fed up because he was thinking people were coming in and vandalizing the furniture in his store because he was finding this dark, gross, sticky liquid yeah, all over blood. things. He Again, he was thinking it was vandals trying to come into his store and just wreaking havoc. So he decided one night to... Stay up with a shotgun and wait for the people to come in and stop them himself. So he was sitting there. And then dawn came. Dawn as in the time of day, not dawn as a person. Okay. <laughs> dawn. The, f- the furniture was all ruined again, but no one ever came into his shop. So the owner closed that place down. You think you'd do research into how long businesses had been open in this, like, with that building mm-hmm. before you buy it just because it's at a cheap price? You normally would, but some people don't care. Like, I don't believe in ghosts. This is fine. And then crap happens. I'm just saying. Like, even if I didn't believe in ghosts, mm-hmm. right? So, if, let's say I was looking into a house or a business, and they say that it's haunted. Whatever. I don't believe in ghosts. But now it's had 15 businesses in the last three years and none of them lasted because of, you know, A, B, and C, maybe it's just got bad mojo and you need to go somewhere else. 
after the uh, furniture store, it was renovated and restored and was turned into luxury apartments. That actually didn't go over too badly. The luxury apartments were there for a while until 2007. Really? Yes. In April of 2007, the Lahlerie Mansion was bought for $3.45 million by actor Nicolas Cage. Nice. Yes. Now, his name was kept off of all the mortgage documents, really, to try to protect his privacy, but somehow people figured out Nicolas Cage bought it. And But on November 13th of 2009, the property was listed for auction as a result of bank foreclosure. Huh. Nicholas Cage lost his money and foreclosed on the house. So now it was purchased by a, a financial corporation for $2.3 million. So they, they saved some money because that house was valued at $3.5 million. And I think as of today, it is a museum, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a museum. So that is the story of the Lahlerie Mansion. That's right here. I just pulled it up. I wanted to look at it. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cool looking. It is. It's a cool looking building. The uh, Nicholas Cage and the Lahlerie House Curse. Yes. That's what I pulled up. <laughs> yes. I'll have to read that starting Friday. It's some good, it's some good crazy stuff. Let me tell you. Apparently, there. from what I understand, from what I've been reading, I've never been to New Orleans. I would love to go to New Orleans. Maybe. And possibly visit that house. Just not deal with the, uh, no, no bad mojo over there. No. Well, that's another thing, is what I've been reading was people who live there, they don't see it as a haunted house. They call it the evil house. Like, they'll cross the street in order to stay away from that house. Hmm. I don't know. I still kind of want to go down there because there's more. There's more stuff I want to see while down there. Of course, it's got New Orleans just has a great history, and I really want to go there one day. So it looks like it's what three stories. Yes, it is three. So stories. the third story must be in the attic, and yes. that's where all the stuff happened. Mm-hmm. I want to see what it looked like, so I'm looking at pictures. Sure. Oh, look what someone did for Halloween. Oh, right. oh cool. That looks awesome. For the Lollerine Mansion. Yeah. Well, that is that, you guys. I'm up some creepy pictures. I'm sorry. Oh, that's, that's why okay. I'm being silent and I'm like, ew. That's okay. That's the end of the story. While Taryn is looking up pictures of what we just talked about, you should see the faces she's making. They're priceless. They're disgusting you have your faces. phone on you because you've been taking pictures of my face. <laughs> I have my phone. I found it. Nope. No more pictures. Oh, come on. Nope. Darn it. That's fine. I'll go through the spiel. You can... Reach us at my email, heather at fortweirdpodcast.com. You can get on our website, fortweirdpodcast.com. We will be updating more pictures. Yes, yes, we'll be updating pictures. People got to remind me of these things. I'm very forgetful. (laughs) I forgot it was, you know, our podcast day. That's how bad it was. That's because it's not normally our podcast day. No, it's not. Yeah. Wednesdays. I switched to Wednesday on you. That's okay. I'm not busy on Wednesdays anymore, so it's fine. I'm not busy at all. So So it it works. You can also reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Fort Weird Pod. 
we're we're getting we're getting a little more popular, but I would love it if all of you, every last one of you could give us a review on whatever you're listening to us on. I know some podcasts don't have the whole review or rate us, and that's fine, but the more you listen, the more we'll pop up on those. If you are listening to us on one of those podcast apps, Karen's going to listen right now. <laughs> I, know, stop. I was trying to look up something and it just started going. I'm sorry. She's going to listen to all of our episodes right now. She's going to leave us a review. No, I was trying to look up something, and then all of a sudden it started playing in the background. It's like, no, I don't want to listen to that right now. That's hilarious. So, I'm sorry. It would be our podcast. That's good. I like it. So, that's the only podcast you have, isn't it? No, I have a couple others. Oh, sweet. But they're not like ours. No. They're yeah. uh, health, fitness, I expect military, that out of you. some of the other things I'm into. Yeah. So, I expect that out of you. It's this is the only one that's not in the normal stuff I listen to. Now, if you look at my podcast, this is literally all I listen to is stuff that I yeah. <laughs> we do. I told my husband I did this podcast. He's like, so what do you talk about? And I told him, he goes, that's just weird. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, why? Like, because I wanted to. And he goes, whatever. Hence the name. Fort Weird. Yeah, I know it's, it's weird. It's kind of out of my character. Oh, it's in mine. But I like it. I love it. I like talking about this kind of stuff with people because my husband won't talk about it with me. Tyler. Wait. I don't know. I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. All right. Thank you for joining us. Please rate and review us. Listen. Share us. If you like an episode, share it. Let someone know. You can rope someone into listening it listening to stuff like i wrote taryn into doing this podcast with me yeah <laughs> it's okay yay guys we have a we have a joke to do why didn't you remind me we had a joke to do i was waiting for you to give me the cue to go and you're like okay i'm gonna sign off i'm like wait a second i didn't mean to i'm sorry okay do your joke myself. do your joke so as i said earlier i knew what we were talking about but i didn't know any research into it yeah so the fact that i picked this joke is kind of sick and twisted Great. But funny at the same time. I love it. You ready? I'm ready. Every time I hurt myself, even to this day, my dad says, the good news is, it'll feel better when it quits hurting. <laughs> I started on that one. That's good. Oh, that is a good one. So just as a reminder, if you guys actually do leave a comment... <laughs> As promised in other podcasts, I'll be more than happy to read them online yes. if you want me to. Yes, please do. I want I want Taryn to read things. I like it when she does that. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> now we're at the end. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. If you don't come to just smile at the The existence of this... <laughs>